If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. everyone, welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome back, everyone. As always, we're excited you're here listening and learning. Today, we're talking about the power of praise and recognition. Sounds easy, right? I mean, how can we make an entire episode out of saying, hey, good job? (laughs) Yet, we spend the majority of our time working on pointing out what's not working or giving critical feedback. Now, critical feedback certainly has its place in the scheme of things, but Unless it's appropriately balanced out by some praise and recognition, it can often leave people wondering if they ever do anything right. My favorite book on praise and recognition is How Full Is Your Bucket by Tom Rath and Don Clifton. And I don't know if you're familiar with Don Clifton or the Strengths Finder, but he is the one who initiated that Strengths Finder movement um, using positive psychology to focus on what we do best. So one of the things that, that I will never forget out of reading that book is, did you know that studies show in the past um, few years, 65% of American workers reported receiving no recognition for good work? That is so sad. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. Nobody so ever sad. says, hey, I got too much recognition. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And that was, so, uh, that was before the pandemic, right? Yeah. Like that was before remote work became such a part of our lives. So that that's not pandemic related at all. And studies also show that one of the main reasons people leave an organization is that they don't feel appreciated. So it tells me that while it may seem easy to praise, recognize, and appreciate people, we still don't do it nearly enough. And so, you know, if you're listening to us, you're going to get numbers at some point, right? And while we're not specifically talking about Granum numbers, there are some numbers that can be applied to recognition. And the first one is one we've mentioned before, and that's that five positive interactions for every one negative or critical interaction. So it's a ratio of five to one. Um, Heather, and I think you've, you've even heard some, some, something that's even higher than that. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. Um, this one still blows my mind. Like we're so used to the feedback sandwich, right? Like, oh, if you give mm-hmm. some critical feedback, just say something positive yes. and negative after it. N-uh-uh, not anymore. Um, it's, you know, I've read yeah. where it's up to over six, you know, like 6.2. I don't know how they get a point two, but pieces of positive yeah. feedback for every yeah, piece of critical um, feedback. And I do, I see people just roll their eyes like, are you kidding me? But that is, that's the world that we're living in. Um so, yeah. yeah you know is. what it makes me think of it actually Savina it makes me think of um 
client mm-hmm. builders specifically. And I also find it interesting that all these mm-hmm. years we've called them client builders. And I get that the, the end game is to build more clients, but I wish more people called them advisor builders. Right. Um, because if you focus on building the mm-hmm. whole person, the business is going to grow too. But how many people, how many reps do we know that despise going to client builders, right? They leave feeling beat up. I just think there's so much more we could do in the space of client builders to be more positive and to point out the, um, you know, that's the first place I would look for like, okay, what is the balance? The, what is the ratio of feedback people are getting? Mm-hmm. So that's something just. Yep. I think you're absolutely right. And I think it's important in activity coaching too, because that's people sometimes have the same thing to say mm-hmm. about that, right? Of oh, course. I have to go get my daily beating now, you know? <laughs> um, and, and actually side note in, um, at the church, when we had a youth pastor at the church I attend, um, he worked with these young kids and he would make them do when they were, when they had any kind of conflict or um, were, you know, descending into, you know, taunting and whatever, like, like kids often do, mm-hmm. he would make them do what he called builder statements. And so if you were in a conflict with somebody, you had to say three things that were positive about that person. And that was transformational for those kids. It was really unbelievable. I mean, that's that's like he's moved on to um, be a lead pastor elsewhere, but that was the legacy that he left. That's you cool. know, was those builder statements. It's just amazing. Now, if you can believe this, <laughs> there is such a thing as too much praise, right? So studies show that greater than 13 positive interactions to every one kind of critical interaction actually decreases productivity. And I think that's most likely because at that point you're getting into the area of empty praise, Mm -hmm. right? Like empty Uh praise. And people recognize that pretty easily because we know when we deserve praise, right? Like the praise and recognition has to be deserved. It, It can't just be empty fluff. Right. Yeah. Those positive interactions have to be sincere and grounded in reality. So we're not talking about fluffing people up or ignoring their weaknesses. We're just talking about shifting the balance of praise to criticism more to the praise side of the scale because that side is always lighter, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's always light. We're always light on the praise side. And and it isn't just, you know, woo-woo being nice. Um, praise and recognition has a direct impact on the bottom line. Productivity increases measurably in organizations that regularly and effectively praise, recognize, and encourage in the workplace. Now, it takes some effort to do it effectively, right? So I was I was kind of kidding when I said in the beginning, you know, oh, yeah, hey, great job. That's not the kind of, you know, <laughs> empty praise we're talking about. You have to really, um, there's an actual art to giving effective praise and recognition. It's not a one size fits all endeavor. So the more specific and individualized praise and recognition are, the more effective they are and the more meaningful they are to the person receiving it. Yeah. I, you know, I think this is where as a coach, you really have to adjust accordingly to the individual. I know that there are people that Mm -hmm. I coach that need so much picking up and praise and recognition. And then there's others that really don't need that much. And as a coach, if you're not motivated by praise and recognition, you might be sitting there like, I roll, here we go again. My gosh, oh, you're doing a great job. Nice Mm -hmm. job. But here's the thing. Some people do need that to keep themselves going um, Mm -hmm. and to help themselves feel well and to give them the confidence they need to move forward. Um, So just because, you know, it doesn't feel like it's something you think they deserve, if it is motivating to them and they need it, you got to go there. (laughs) 
Right. It, exactly. It's a skill. It's a skill like a lot of the other things that we've talked about, um, you know, over past episodes. Um, it, it's important. So, for example, if you have a new FR um, and they have their first week where they actually completed six fact finders, there's a big difference between saying, hey, Heather, great job last week and saying, wow, Heather, you turned in six fact finders last week for the first time. That's a great job. Keep that going. And you're going to hit those goals that you set for yourself. So it was more specific. I totally can. The second one was much more specific. Yeah. Um, and it was tied to my mm-hmm. goals, which I loved. So individualizing praise and recognition um, makes it that much more powerful of an encouragement tool. So there was an experiment. I read about this in my favorite John Maxwell book, um, Becoming a Person of Influence. There was an experiment that they did, I don't know, at some point in time about the power of encouragement. And they had two groups of people who had to stand in a bucket of ice cold water as long as they could. Okay, so picture that. (laughs) One group did it by themselves. They were in a room standing in that bucket of water by themselves. The other group had someone standing next to them, encouraging them. Now, I'm sure you can guess the outcome. (laughs) Um, Obviously, the group with the encouraging partner was able to, to stand the pain longer. But to me, the astonishing part is they were able to stand it twice as long as the group with no encouragement. So that's, that's the power of having someone on your team. So I want to mention the culture index. I don't want to go too deep into it, but for, for the listeners, I know a lot of our listeners use it as an assessment tool. Um, the B trait, which is the social ability, that yellow dot is a key trait in giving you clues as to how people like to be recognized. So if that yellow B is to the left of the the red line, those folks prefer their praise privately by someone they admire and respect. If that B is that yellow B is to the right of the line, those people tend to prefer public recognition in just about any forum. They want everybody to know how great they are. (laughs) Um, So if you get that part wrong, right, the power of the praise is a little bit diminished because people who are a little more reserved or introverted can be uncomfortable being praised in public. And people who love that, um, that, public praise can be a little disappointed when they get praised privately. They're like, well, can you say that in front of everybody, please? <laughs> so, um, Heather, have you found that to be the case? I know we've talked a little bit about how we like to, yeah. to be praised ourselves and it's, you know, it's a little different for everybody. Yeah. I can really only speak for myself, I guess. And I would say that, yes, there is a difference. Mm-hmm. I don't do great at, it doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy compliments and I enjoy good feedback and praise, but it sometimes it is, I don't know, either when it's too much or it's, I almost feel embarrassed or bashful, mm-hmm. you know, like I turn red and I get, and so yeah. I guess yeah. I prefer it probably m- more personal than in public, but mm-hmm. I could definitely see how that is an individual thing for sure. And I think what happens is we often praise people the way we like to receive praise. And what we really need to do is take the time to learn how they like to be praised and recognized. Um, So in How Full Is Your Bucket, they have what they call a recognition interview template. And some of the questions are, what increases your positive emotions? From whom do you most like to receive recognition? What type of recognition do you like best? Public, private, written, verbal? What form of recognition motivates you the most? Is it plaques? Is it trips? Is it notes? Is it prizes? You know, because everybody, again, everybody's a little bit different. Um, Now, we recommend making this a part of an early conversation that you have when you're getting to know people um, and how they like to be coached. 
you know, you want to ask them also, how do you like to be recognized? Your reps will love that you took the time to ask. Um, I learned a long time ago when I discovered those, the bronze, silver, gold, and platinum, you know, those, the first four years, those sheets, um, I, I learned how to ask people how they feel about recognition because I wanted to always try to coach everybody to be number one or number two so they could walk on stage. And until I learned a little bit more about recognition and what's considered positive by some may be construed as negative by others because I literally have had reps who are super competitive, right? But once they learned that they had to be on stage, they would be like, um, well, I'd be okay being number three then. <laughs> you know, so I so I don't have to get out there in front of the big crowd. Um, and I I I I thought, oh well, you don't have to give a talk or anything, but it wasn't that. It was just that was that left them feeling kind of just how you described a little bit like, oh, I don't know what to do with all that. So the point is don't assume that everyone likes to be praised or recognized the same way that you do. Get to know them and ask them how they feel about recognition and you'll just, you'll be a lot better off. And the things that you then choose to recognize the, the manner and, and way you choose to recognize them will be a lot more impactful. Another thing to keep in mind is not just praising or recognizing someone to their face, but also talking them up to others in a positive way by focusing on what they've accomplished or what they do well. So like if you've got preferred joint work partners in your office, be their hype person. You know, get those new reps on board with by talking them up about how you how good you feel about the way they built their business and so on and so forth. So in um, I can't remember where I read this. I think it was in How Full Is Your Bucket? But they a CEO would travel around the country visiting different branches, and he always made it a point to learn something positive about some of the people in each of the branches. And he would say to them, you know, if I was visiting Heather, I would say, Heather people have been saying good things behind your back and it, you know, kind of takes that people talking behind your back and puts a positive spin on it. So, yeah. I mean, how often have you heard through the grapevine that someone said something nice about you, but they didn't actually say it to you. Right. It still feels pretty good, right? Yeah. Sometimes even better. Yeah. You know, sometimes I prefer to hear yeah. that. It's easy. It's like easier to accept it or easier to receive it. Maybe knowing that it's not coming right. directly from that person. Cause I'm it's not sure. one step removed. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. the other thing that I'm thinking that's kind of registering with me along, you know, the idea of, finding different ways to motivate people. I remember vividly how good it felt to receive handwritten notes. And I feel like that is a thing of the past, right? Yes. With email. I remember when I worked at the oh, home office, yeah. somebody would like somebody would put a, a paper columns, right? A paper copy of the columns newsletter mm -hmm. and circle an article that I was in or something, um, you know, where I was highlighted or my photo yep. or whatever and say, hey, great job. You know, take the weekly newsletter, print a copy of it, circle the rep's name, leave it on their desk. I mean, that is... It can be so powerful. I mean, wh again, when was the last time, right, that we actually hand wrote yes. something, you know, a message to somebody? The other strategy, yeah. and this actually, I was thinking about this. I hadn't thought about this until we were we were discussing. I keep a daily and weekly checklist of the things that I need to do every day, um, you know, that are important to me. Um, you know, meditating is on there, drinking enough water. I have some work things on there. Mm -hmm. But one of the things is at the end of the week, I have a box for thank you. I want to make sure that I'm picking one person every week to send a thank you to. And I realized listening to you, I'm like, you know what? I am going to add a praise box to that. I'm going to reach out to somebody once a week, mm -hmm. you know, that I just feel like deserves some extra recognition and praise. Like it's an easy thing to do. I can mm -hmm. track it just to bring focus to it. So this was helpful for me. <laughs> yep. 
And people are starved for that. They, mm-hmm. I love handwriting notes. I'm a fiend about it. I, I do. I'm on the board of my condo association. I write notes to people all the time. Hey, it was, blah, 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 you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was, hope you're feeling better or whatever. Um, and I, to go to your to weekly newsletter, I know everything's electronic now, but back in the day, um, our managing partner took the front page because you had to do a certain level of production to be on the front Mm -hmm. page. He would print off the copies and he would write a note if you were on the front page, Mm -hmm. just a little quick hit motivational thing. And I'll tell you, if you walk around the bullpen, people's cubes would be papered with those. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, don't ever underestimate, even if it's just Heather, great job here. Heather's going to put, I've got a file of things that people have sent me over the mm-hmm, years. I never too. throw those away, yeah, right? Yeah. When you, if you start feeling bad about yourself, you're just like, wait, let me get this folder out and remind myself that people actually do. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's a lost art because nobody prints the nice emails they get. It is. Right? Um, I know. So they I just know. go into a folder and you I never know. see them again. Yeah, girl, you are preaching to the choir. I, <laughs> I love handwritten notes. And I think it makes it, it, it is even more impactful now for that very reason, because people just don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So when you get one, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like a relic from the past. Yep. <laughs> so yep. anyway, so for those of you who remember, I get, we're wrapping it up here. For those of you who remember way back there, there was a book called The One Minute Manager. And honestly, the only thing I remember from it is the phrase, catch people doing something right. And I try to live by that personally and professionally. It's the strengths finder has kind of updated that um, to shine a light on what is right, which I like because, you know, it rhymes. So it's just (laughs) easy to remember. So to sum up, right, to sum up, keep the praise to criticism ratio at about five to one, but not greater than 13 to one. Find out how people like to be praised and recognized. Then make praise and recognition specific and individualized. Remember the rhyme, shine a light on what is right. And then I would highly recommend getting go uh, or go getting how full is your bucket and just reading it over and over again. It'll take you maybe an hour and a half to read it. It's a short little quick book, but it is so impactful. Well, before we go into our Say That Again segment, I wanted to add a couple things. Um, you may have noticed that in this yep. segment or in this episode, we did not talk about contests, and that was purposeful. Um, we purposely stayed away from that because I know there are mm-hmm. new laws and all sorts of um, regulations now around contests and how you can pay and whatnot, so we just kind of left that off the table. But of mm-hmm. course, that can be, you know, if it's compliant, that can be a great way to praise and recognize. Um, The other thing, too, that I can't help but think about in this conversation is all of these things we discuss go a really long way towards impacting retention. Um, Because think, too, about like the more established reps. I feel like they always get the short end of right there. They they get forgotten. Um, So, you know, think about (laughs) the the newer reps get so much attention. Um, Think about those people in their second year, third year, fourth year, even beyond their fifth year, right? These are the strategies Mm -hmm. that really do help retain people after they've been here for a while and they've quote unquote made it based on their productivity. It's the connections yep. with other people and the feeling of I'm appreciated um, that gives them the stickiness yes. and increases retention. So that I just wanted to add. It's exactly right. And it builds, it builds a relationship, you know, just as a relationship builder. So, all right. So before we go to our say that again segment, I want to stop for a minute because today this episode marks a special milestone for Heather and I. This episode 24 marks our one year of podcasting. So yay, Heather, yay! it's Vina. We did it. I can't believe <laughs> gonna, it. We're going to praise ourselves. It was like the longest, guys, fastest yeah. year ever. Um, and it's <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, literally, I can't believe we 
thought of this a year ago and then and then have boom done 24 episodes so we're i just wanted to say happy anniversary to us because um you know it's not interactive so uh you know what it is so one thing i would say is a big part of what has kept me going because i will admit there are mornings i get up where i'm like oh my god i gotta come up with some content for this like i have ten thousand things to do i will say it has been the feedback and the praise and recognition that i have gotten from Mm -hmm. others about how they are finding value in the podcast how they're listening um it feels good, right? I'm not going to lie. It feels good. It keeps me it motivated. Um, yeah, so yes, good. Yeah, yes. And yay to our listeners for listening and helping make it fun. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's been a very, it has been, it has been super fun to work with you specifically on this because I don't know, I feel like we do, we always laugh about this. We share a brain because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think we do. <laughs> I do too. Um, yeah, right we back do. At and you. it has been, um, I can't imagine having done this with anyone else. So Aww, thank you. I feel the same. So yay. Yay. The first year. All right. All right. So now we are on to our say that again. Okay. So for this, say that again, we're just going to quickly role play a recognition and praise interview, you know, kind of what we talked about doing. So I'm going to interview Heather as Heather about, well, actually, no, we'll, I'll interview you as, as an FR. You can interview me as an FR. Well, we'll let people guess <laughs> who I'm being. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so Heather, welcome to the organization again. I know that um, it's been uh, it's been a journey, you know, and you're coming through training, and now you're you're out there. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is how you like to be recognized. You know, and when you think about when you accomplish something, what's most important to you about the recognition piece? Mm, that's of I your accomplishments. Yeah, I haven't thought about that before. How do I like to be recognized? Um. Oh, you know, it's funny. I think about the, like the love languages, but mine is probably more like physical touch. So that's not going to work in the, in the workplace. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I am. I mean, I enjoy competition. And so I, I don't know, I guess in terms of receiving praise, I would mm-hmm. say probably more privately. At the same time, there's okay. something that feels really good about seeing, you know, when I was going through the selection process, one of the recruiters shared the newsletter and I could see the rankings of the FRs and where they were at. That was, um, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that too. So I, I think that is probably, I, I would be excited about about that. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is you like the private recognition, but you also like some public recognition, but more in a, in a more passive way, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's Like accurate. seeing the rankings and seeing yourself out there mm-hmm. versus being up on the stage yeah, and having or being everybody. put on the spot, okay. not big, not big on being put on the spot, but it, you yeah. know, if I know it's out there and people see it, like, that feels good. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So from whom do you like to receive recognition? Does it matter who's giving you the recognition or praise? Mm. Um, probably not. I would say anybody, but I do think it means more coming from certain people. I don't have a lot of relationships with people here yet, but I would think that like my direct manager Mm -hmm. and those people that are helping me along the way and coaching me, I feel like it would mean more coming from them just Mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't want to disappoint them or let them down. And so, yeah. Sure. Okay. And what form of recognition, like you talked about that a little bit, but like, is it plaques, trips, prizes, notes? Mm, Um, I love a good trip. What would motivate you the most? (laughs) I love a good trip. Um, So yeah, I mean, yeah, I would, you know, and and monetary things too, right? I mean, we're all in this to make a living. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I would say, I don't know, there's something that feels kind of weird about saying I'm motivated by money, but you know what? I'm yeah, I'm motivated by money. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? Well, and I don't need a ton of it. But... And if that's what, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then okay, yeah, yeah. And, there's and, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so I just want to make sure because we we tend to do a lot of public recognition around here, but I also have learned over the years that sometimes people don't they don't find that as um, motivating or encouraging as what you just said, which is you like your you prefer it kind of private or if it has to be public maybe a little more passively mm-hmm. than being put on the spot. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so we'll keep that in mind as we work because I'm sure you're going to do amazing things and then we will be conscious of recognizing you appropriately when you do those amazing things. Oh, so I appreciate thanks that. Thanks for sharing. Well, thank you for asking. So how did that feel to you? It felt good. I felt like you gave a crap. <laughs> It felt it was really nice to be asked, <laughs> right. actually, rather than assuming. Always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I love questions, right? No surprise. I mean, you know that's me, but I think it makes you mm-hmm. think. I, anytime we can make yep. people go intrinsically, right, like go internally and think about um, yep. what's important to them, they are going to grow and develop just by having mm-hmm. you have to ask those questions. Right. And asking those questions builds that bond of trust because Mm -hmm. when you ask the question, people are wired to answer it and they'll usually share a part of themselves they might not have shared otherwise. Right. And there's no way that I'm going to know that about Heather without asking her. I'm not going to just intrinsically know that she likes to be recognized privately. That Mm -hmm. that's the thing you just got to flush out. So all right. Well, see, we have a lot to say about praise and recognition. It's way more than just saying, hey, good job. So thanks for being here. And we will see you with our second year of podcasting. Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.